friends, welcome to another episode of Deep True Crime, where we explore ongoing cases and many times past cases and dive deep and see what happened in that case. In today's episode, we're continuing the case against Barry Morphew. His wife disappeared on May 10th of 2020. He has since been charged with first degree murder along with a bunch of other charges. So I've been sharing the affidavit with you from beginning to end and kind of throwing in some extra visual to help you get a better understanding as to where the charges come from. Now I will say, since we have been sharing this, my thought on it, you know, I struggle to see how they're going to actually convict Barry. I just don't know that they have enough, enough to actually convict him. If he's guilty, I hope they find him guilty. If he's not guilty, I hope they find him not guilty. But here's the truth. Right now, there is enough things pointing towards him. I just don't know if it's enough to say he killed his wife. Personal feeling on it, I think he knows a lot more than he is sharing. And so we continue this. If that sounds like something you like to follow, make sure you hit on that subscribe button, click on that like, and hit that notification bell. That way YouTube lets you know when I either upload content or I go live. I'm Manny Rodriguez. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to continue this case against Barry Morphew. And in today's video, I want to share with you what they have as concrete in their minds as the concrete evidence that they were able to charge him. And so on some of these things, when they're asking him questions, they asked him, if you remember when I talked about this in our last video, airplane mode and him using airplane mode quite a bit. And we're going to take a look at that. So remember, Barry said, oh, you're talking about not that day. You're talking, yeah, yeah, I did that to let her not because she tracks me everywhere I go. And he, in that, he's talking about when they placed this document that you're looking at right now, the airplane mode, they put this in front of Barry. This is where it says his use of airplane mode on his phone in April and May 2020. Saying agents thought he was keeping Suzanne from seeing where he was and it did not appear accidental. And then Barry asked, that and you couldn't really understand what he was saying and Grusing said it was a record of his use in 2020 since april 15th and you can see on a lot of this when it first starts april 15th first 11:56 in the morning and it ends at two days later at 7:33. now this is less than a month before her disappearance. So it looks like it happened at that moment. Then a day later, he takes it off of airplane mode and it stays there for four days. And then he takes it out of airplane mode. And then that same day, an hour later, he puts it back into airplane mode. That all definitely seems pretty purposeful where he said it could have been an accident, it could have been her, 
That just seems like that's done on purpose. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments what you think that looks like. And then you had going towards that time where she goes missing. It goes into airplane mode May 2nd. Comes out of airplane mode May 9th. Seven days later. And then it only stays out of airplane mode till 6 46 a.m. So only six hours it stays in airplane mode. Why is it like six hours and 40 minutes it stays out and then it goes back into there's no way that's a mistake. There's no way. And then it stays in airplane mode till later that day, May 9th, 247. Then it comes out, but then it goes back in less than eight hours later. It goes back into airplane mode and it stays into airplane mode until 5, 10, 4, 32 a.m. And it only stays there for about an hour. So it's like, in some of these, it's like it only stayed in airplane mode or out of airplane mode. In one case, it was only for a few seconds. It stood out. If you see April 24th, where it ends 10.07 a.m., then it goes back in at 10.07, like, 20 seconds later, a little over 20 seconds later. So that's a little odd there. But when it gets into the May 9th, you know, it, it's like it doesn't stay in too long. May 10th, May 10th, it gets off at 4.32 a.m., goes back on at 5.37 a.m., an hour and five minutes later. And it stays there for a full day until May 11th at 1.47 a m and then goes back that it's almost like you taking it off airplane mode let me see all the messages that came in let me take it back off let me see who all's looking for me let me take it back off again speculation i'm just speculating why this would happen like that so that's very interesting on its own there on the timing of it all the way through so it's in and out of airplane mode from the time she goes missing, 5 9, she's, she's missing, uh, she's an official missing person on, on 5 10. So she's 5 9 through 5 12 for three days on and off. For three days, it's on and off. And so let's look at that again. 5 9, 12 06 comes out of airplane mode, goes into airplane mode six hours later little over six hours later then comes out later in that day stays out of airplane mode for over seven hours goes into airplane mode comes out of airplane mode at 4 32 in the morning comes out goes back in an hour later into airplane mode goes the whole day this is where he says he's traveling so it stays in airplane mode from 5.37 in the morning of 5.10, stays in airplane mode for a full day, almost 20 hours. Almost 20 hours, it's in airplane mode. And it only comes out of airplane mode for a few minutes. Strange activity there, strange activity. Because someone's putting this airplane mode into effect. And so, that's part of what they've attached to this affidavit as proof to they're able to charge him for this stuff. So what do you think? Let me know in the comments in reference to this. Moving on to the next part of this affidavit. April 5th interview, 2021. This is part one of a two-part interview. 
During this two-part interview, FBI agents placed 26 exhibits in front of Barry, including photos Suzanne sent to Libler, that's the man she was having an affair with, along with cell phone data, search photos, timelines of his activities on May 9th and May 10th, and surveillance photos. At approximately 10.25 in the morning, Grusing and Harris contacted Barry at his residence in Poncha Springs. Now, Barry said, mentally, still kinda in that just confused mode about, and I've shared this with you guys, about I was in one way, and then when you guys told me about the affair, just did a 180 in my mind. I don't even know if it's a fair way for me to think sometimes. So that's stuff that he's actually, you know, kind of stumbling on his words a little as well. And you know, I don't think that this means guilt by any means. He is sharing again how this affair has affected him because he had allegedly no clue even though he might have suspect he really says he was taken aback he cannot believe that she was capable of doing this special agent grusing asked what barry meant by a fair way to think barry stated just i don't think about her the way i did before you told me that obviously i think any guy would would say that I love her, I forgive her, but the betrayal is just harder. And I never was unfaithful during my, on my part, so I just don't understand it. I wanna blame it on the cancer, the chemo, the drugs, the alcohol, and if I could blame it on that, I would feel better. I mean, I don't even think the girls would talk to her if they found out she did this. Detectives do later find out that at the end of this interview, Barry tells agents he has told the girls about Suzanne's affair. So they do know at the end of this interview, or they already knew by the time this interview even happened. Special Agent Grusing asked about the time when Barry texted Macy in Mexico about Suzanne not being the one receiving texts from somebody. And so, just so you know, this is the second time Barry admitted to grabbing Suzanne's phone with the other being the time in Mexico. So he admits again, I grabbed her phone. And he continues, and I just let Macy know, I said, you need to come down and hear this. I said, your mom thinks I'm having an affair. There's no way that I've ever done anything. And like I told you guys before, that was the only time we ever had argument. Special Agent Harris said agents are concerned about Barry's end-of-life planning steps to include selling off assets and his statements of not being around anymore and his weight loss. Special Agent Grusing added that Barry's behavior with Shoshana to include pictures of them taken at the Antlers Hotel appears concerning. Now, Barry's relationship with Shoshana Drake is documented following this section, so we'll talk about this later on for sure. Barry said, well, I just, I'll tell you right now that she is a special person in my life, and it's, I've told you before, she is a, a dear friend. There's nothing sexual going on with her and I. Barry continued, and I didn't meet her until October 25th, the first time I even saw her face to face and talked to her was October 25th. 
Barry said, by meeting Shoshana, God answered his prayer of, please give me something. He continued, there's no, my daughters know about Shana. They know we are friends. They know I go over there. And uh, yeah, I've been there late at night, but we're talking and we are just helping each other. And uh, and that's it. Special Agent Grusing asked the end of life planning again. And Barry said, no, I'll be honest with you guys. And I've shared this with you. It's this thing has been, I'm a tough guy. This has been painful to me. And just being done with it, I've definitely thought about it. I could never worry about that. I know that the selling of the assets is just for me to get out of here. I'm getting out of here. Now, he articulated numerous times he has considered suicide, has liquidated his assets and plans to leave town. So he said this multiple different times about that. Now, Special Agent Grusing discussed the goal of agents to complete the audit with the gaps that exist and intention to complete the investigation through the best means possible. Barry asked, and you assured me that if we get unintelligible information here for you guys, you'll clear me. Grusing ab agreed and buried continued. I just need to get to move on from this to start healing. Now they start discussing exhibit one. Special agent Grusing introduced the first page photo of the surroundings of Barry's house and titled Sheila's visit in 2019. This is that incident where they believe that he is spying on them. When asked what was going on, Barry laughed and stated, and I told Suzanne this, and I don't know what she told Sheila, but I was in Arizona hunting and I had been camping for seven days. Smelled like crap, looked like crap. I thought they were out in town eating and I just wanted to make sure they weren't in the house and I just wanted to get in there and take a shower. And I looked and it didn't seem like anybody was there. Just went back and I went up on the hill and I looked, I didn't see anything. And they were in there and I guess they called the Cushmans and then Pete comes flying out with his pistol. Barry continued, I smelled like freaking crap and looked like crap. And he wanted to see if they were in the house. Special Agent Harris asked if Barry pulled his vehicle into the driveway and he said, no, I pulled into um, uh, Betty's drive over here in the cul-de-sac as he pointed towards the top of the page. Grusing asked why he parked away from his house and Barry said, just because I wanted to see if they were there. He said he could shower somewhere else if he needed to, but I haven't seen my wife in seven days. I'm gonna shower. I didn't want Sheila to see me like this. That's all I was doing. Special Agent Grusing said agents were wondering if Barry suspected Suzanne was at the house with her lover. Barry replied, no, I knew Sheila was there. When Special Agent Grusing repeated, you knew Sheila was there, he said, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He said he knew that, that they were there. But the problem with that is when you look at this photo or when you look at all the surroundings as to what he's telling them, why he was up there looking at them it just did not make any sense see nothing about nothing about barry's story of sneaking up in the woods 
because he wanted to take a shower made sense to Sheila Oliver or Suzanne. Sheila told agents other stories of Barry sneaking up years ago in Indiana, climbing up the side of a house to see if Suzanne had a boyfriend. But this is the image that they showed him and this is part of the attachment to the affidavit and they say nothing about Barry's story of sneaking up in the woods because he wanted to take a shower made sense to Sheila or Suzanne. And so that part is why it's in evidence as part of it as well for what he said he did. Now they're gonna discuss exhibit Two, Special Agent Grusing told Barry that Agent Derek Graham previously reviewed with him some of the items on a list made by Suzanne last backed up on May 8th. Barry was asked if Suzanne ever went through this list with Barry. He said, no, but there's things that she would throw at me when she was accusing me of doing something. So if you want to go through that, Special Agent Grusing said agents would like to discuss a few items, but not the entire list. Barry was shown the line, can't be healthy and stay in this relationship, and asked if she told him that, to which he replied, she did not. Special Agent Harris told Barry about the recording from the pen when Suzanne said Barry controlled what she could eat or wear and Barry interjected, but I've never done that. I've never controlled her like that. He added, and there was one time where we did get into a fight. He said, my cancer came back because of you. The stress that you're putting on me and she did blame that on me during an argument. That's what Barry said. Special Agent Grusing asked if that argument occurred here or in Indiana, and Barry replied, I believe it was here, yeah. When asked how he responded to her, Barry said, I'm like, there's just, how can you say that? He added, uh, how can she say these things about me if she, I never understood it? Till now, now she's got a lover. Well, yeah, she's gonna try everything she can to get friction between us. Special Agent Grusing cited the May 6th text from Suzanne, the marriage was over. And Barry's response that he loves her and was trying to control his hurt heart. Special Agent Grusing described Suzanne wounding him deeply and him trying to move forward. Barry said, yeah, the wound is, is her falsely accusing me. And I, I just never understood how to handle that. I can't prove anything to her, but you would think after 32 years, all the dedication and love that she would trust me that I'm not going to lie to her about it. Barry stated, and if I did have a, a woman and, and I wanted to get it off my chest and get it, get counseling and get moved forward that I would probably do that with her because I loved her. If I made a mistake, it was a mistake. Barry added, but I didn't and I just couldn't get it in her head. Special Agent Grusing interjected a point to the new I was looking at phone in bonus line from Suzanne's grievance list and asked, Barry about that. 
he stated she thought i had cameras in the deer eyes of my mounts she thought there were cameras in there and i threatened to rip them out and prove it i didn't want to tear my deer mounts up but special agent grusing interjected to ask if suzanne talked to barry about him seeing her on her phone Barry said, yeah, I've never, I've never seen anything on her phone that would just divulge what she was doing. Never. Special Agent Grusing asked about the May 6th text when Barry told Suzanne, I'm sorry that things went the way they did. He responded, the argument. He continued, and I said this all the time to myself, Barry, you need to just, you do not need to get fired up and just show her love. Barry stated, so with Suzanne, that's what I was saying through this thing. I'm like, Barry, you gotta love her. Just show her love. Don't get, let her get you fired up and get into an argument. Special Agent Grusing reviewed the Wednesday morning text with Suzanne and Barry's responses, then asked if the argument happened before he went to work. Barry said, no, I think it, it was during work. I was actually on the Bobcat working here, texting her while we, and now I didn't understand it that morning, but I do now. I mean, she was trying to m make me do something or make me leave her or something because of this guy. Brucing asked what Suzanne said that morning and Barry asked via text? He sighed and said, Suzanne was accusing him of being with a woman. Special Agent Grusing asked Barry, since Suzanne had a lover for two years at this point, why she should care if he had a girlfriend. He said, the only thing I can think of because it would justify her thing to the girls. Grusing mentioned divorce and Barry said, yeah, it would justify her divorcing if that's what she wanted i mean i or it would justify her having her affair if she thought in her mind which there was something where i truly believe that she really thought that i mean i or it would justify her having her affair if she thought in her mind which there was some times where i truly believe that she really thought that and i thought that her mind just went crazy and that place but now that I found all this stuff out, I'm thinking she did that purposely to try to manipulate the situation with her family. Special Agent Harris said Suzanne thought Barry was having an affair at one point. Barry was asked what her distant unlovingness from his text to Suzanne meant to him. Barry stated, just being cold towards me. I mean, I didn't understand it at the time, but now if she was in love with someone else and didn't want me, I it makes perfect sense now that she was just being distant. Special Agent Harris asked if he felt that for a while. Barry responded, talking about Valentine's Day in Florida, being amazing and looking back, she talked to this guy and she'd get a different face on and then be cold and then she would come to her senses he continued i just blamed it on her cancer she's been fighting this in her mind since we left indiana because that's when she was diagnosed so i didn't want i didn't want to ruffle any feathers during her treatment but it was hard for me to just show her love and take care of her during this time and not get my feelings hurt 
when she was cold or when she did something, drugs or alcohol. Special Agent Grusing asked Barry if he bought a VPN on one of the girls' credit card reference Suzanne's note bought VPN security using whoever's name and card. Now, a VPN is a virtual private network and it allows users to create a secure connection to another network over the internet. Barry said no. If I did, it was an accident. Um, and I think I told, I don't even know what that is. But I think I told Mallory and mom that I was trying. Somebody, I think, called me about fraud and said, you need this to protect yourself. And I, if that's what you're talking about. Grusing said the purchase was in February 2020. And Barry said, yeah, if that was it, I thought I was buying fraud protection and I didn't know what I was buying. But obviously, if my memory recalls what I was buying right, I think Suzanne thought I was doing something, you know, secretly, which I wasn't. Special Agent Grusing asked about Suzanne's note. Bedroom profession about Marion having babies in reference to someone else. Barry laughed and said, no, we was having sex one time and I said it to her. I just, it was, it was a, just in the heat of the moment in a sexual frenzy. I'd say it directly to her. I said, I want to marry you and have babies. But she thought I was talking to my hand, this woman that's in my hand in a chip. Now, Grusing addressed Suzanne's complaints regarding security cameras, asking Barry if he removed the DVR or recording device for the home system. The wires seemed disconnected. Barry said, I don't remember, and I would almost bet $100,000 that she took them out. Um, they never worked. Uh, when we got there, they did for a little bit, and I hired a company to come, and I don't know if they didn't work because of her sabotaging them or what. But I could care less about them, so it didn't matter to me. So, Grusing asked Barry if he could use his phone to see the camera's footage, and he said, well... That's what I do with my door security. I just got the alarm set so if somebody comes in, they think the cops are coming, but it's not hooked directly to a company. Grusing asked Barry if he synced the cameras from his house to his phone. Barry answered, I don't think I could ever get them. And I thought it was because of the uh, bad reception, the cell phone service in the mountains, so after everything happened, I could do that, but I couldn't always get them on my phone because of the cell service, but sometimes I could. Grusing asked, sometimes you could? Grusing and Harris asked Barry what wireless service he used to signal from the cameras to his phone. Barry said, I didn't know if it route happened through HughesNet was our internet provider. I didn't know. I just know that when he, the new guy, put the new ones in, he showed me the app. Grusing asked if Barry could get the camera feed sporadically. Barry said, yeah, I could never open them when I just wanted to. It just seemed like sometimes they would open sometimes. Now, Grusing interjects, asked Barry what app he used. Barry replied, uh, Luna. I think Luna, yeah. Barry stated, 
under my best recollection, all of my cameras were in my safe because I never used cameras in hunting season. Every once in a while, I'd put one on the driveway just to see a car coming in and out. And uh, But uh, Grusing said agents tried to find Barry chasing the chipmunks on the cameras recovered and could not. He said, well, I don't think any cameras were there. They were in the safe, he added. Everything was in the safe. They took everything from the safe. Grusing asked Barry how he knew the chipmunk was outside to chase it that day. And he said, oh, they're always out there. That's just what I do. I mean, I shot 85 chipmunks at my house. And when I'm bored, I shoot chipmunks. Grusing said, right. And asked if the chipmunk gun was in the car or truck with him. And he said he did not remember. Grusing noted from the evidence it appeared Barry made it from the garage to the porch in seven seconds and asked Barry if he remembered where the gun was. Barry stated, I don't recall. It could have been in the truck. It might have been, but I don't recall. Grusing asked if the scope was mounted on the gun at the time and Barry said, yeah, nodding his head. Grusing asked Barry what he did with the chipmunk after he killed it and he said he either threw it up on the hill where the crows come and get them or down by the river. Grusing asked Barry about Suzanne's statement just wrestled free and Barry said I've never constricted her with my arms never and he added and I if if we were ever in an argument, I would push up against her maybe, and then she would maybe slip around me, but I have never grabbed her and constricted her. And I told you the one incident where I struck her, that was the only time in my entire life where I ever did anything. So if she's saying there wasn't physical besides that, it's absolutely 100% not true. Barry was asked about Mallory Sheets being a free-for-all statement by him being related to a trank dart being used. Barry asked in the house. Grusing said it was unknown if it was used in the house then asked if it was related to the sheets on Mallory's bed. Barry said absolutely not. I told you that what I do is I will open that back door and trank a deer in the backyard that's sitting there eating my grass. And if there's any trank dart anywhere, it's from one of those. Grusing said the evidence of the trank dart was found inside the house. Barry replied, yeah, or I, I've shot deer from that little breezeway from between the garage and the laundry room out that back door. Now, this breezeway, the breezeway is located directly beside the lawn chairs where Barry earlier said Suzanne was sunbathing when he came home at 2.44 p.m. when she provided Jeff Libler with her last proof of life. Grusing asked about the back door and Barry said the back door is outside the kitchen window where the bird uh, bath is. Yeah, yeah. If there was a trank dart out there or outside or in the house, it's from me shooting deer. Now they talk about Exhibit 3. Special Agent Grusing showed Barry an exhibit labeled 12 consecutive calls May 9th. 
and explained that investigators thought Suzanne may have disappeared Friday night until seeing the text between her and her lover. Barry was told Suzanne's thinking at this point in the marriage was summed up by the May 6th text and opposed to Barry's assertions. Now, Grusing said that from 2.47 on Saturday forward, she was not responding to her lover. Barry said, that's because we were together and we had talked about having a good evening together and putting phones down. Special Agent Harris explained how investigators looked at evidence and statements considering people's biases versus the lack of bias from evidentiary items like cell phones and telematics. When things don't add up, investigators consider the bias component and most likely side with the evidence. Special Agent Grusing told Barry that investigators want the truth from him even if it does not look good for him. He said, mm-hmm, affirmative. Barry was told that he, like many in his position in similar investigations, is hesitant to talk about Saturday afternoon because he thinks agents would rush to judgment and say he did this. Special Agent Grusing said Suzanne's phone was either taken or shut off, not under her control on Saturday. Barry said, well, that didn't happen. I didn't take her phone that day. I didn't know she was communicating with somebody. But we did discuss having a good evening together and turning phones off. And I, maybe I put mine in airplane mode instead of turning mine. I don't remember what I did. Grusing said Barry took his phone out of airplane mode at 10.17 p.m. Barry asked, that night? Grusing confirmed that night. Barry says, or she did. Grusing asked, she brought yours out of airplane mode? Barry said, yeah. Grusing said that would be odd because Suzanne's phone had no activity. Barry replied, yeah, I'm not unintelligible here. I just, I just, I don't recall taking it out of airplane mode. Barry stood up and walked towards a cell phone that was charging. The phone rang about five minutes previously when he decided to pick it up. He said, let me make sure that's not my work calling. Now they talk about exhibit four. Grusing turned to communications between Suzanne and her lover, Fred. Fred. Barry was shown the photo of Suzanne dated April 14, 2020 and asked if he thought she looked high. He said, yeah, Special Agent Grusing clarified she looks intoxicated to you? Barry stated, yes. Do you mind if I read? Barry asked, is this him or her? Agents explained the messages and photos were Suzanne's side of the texting to her lover. After reading a few pages, Barry said, yeah, she looks intoxicated on every picture I've seen so far. Grusing pointed to a photo of Suzanne wearing a red shirt on April 18th 2020 and asked that one Barry said yep after continuing to read through the text Barry said she's saying she's wearing he was referencing the 421 2020 photo of Suzanne 
wearing a yellow and white shirt with her text, thanks baby, I wear it for you. Barry stopped reading, sat down, and agents asked if he had thoughts. He said, that's pretty hurtful. Now they talk about exhibit five. Barry was shown a photo of papers from the Broomfield wall and Special Agent Harris explained the photo was from a bathroom drawer. Barry said, yeah, that's probably my side of the bathroom. Grusing asked if he came back from the site and put those in the drawer. Barry said, I had different copies, he added. That was the original copy they gave me, like when we first was looking at the job. Now they talk about exhibit six. Grusing showed Barry a photo of a 22 round in his bedroom, asking Barry if he knew where it was from. He said, mm, no, I don't. He guessed it came from his pocket when Suzanne was folding laundry. Grusing showed Barry a photo of damage to the door frame of their bedroom, explaining the prior owner said it was not their previously. Barry was asked if that was the result of an argument or him being locked out. He said, I have no idea what that's from. When asked if he knew it was there, Barry replied, no. So on November 3rd of 2020, CBI agent Graham spoke with Kara and Steve Marshall, the previous owners of the residence at 19057 Puma Path, before selling the home to the Morphew family. Kara stated there was no damage to the master bedroom door jam when the residence was sold to Barry and Suzanne Morphew. Kara and Steve separately said they suspected Barry killed Suzanne after hearing the news of her d disappearance based upon multiple observations they made of Barry during and after the sale of the house. Grusing showed Barry a page showing friend requests on Suzanne's Facebook on Friday, May 8th, and asked him if he was responsible. Barry said, no, he added, I never did anything on her Facebook. Grusing said, by this date in May, Suzanne had the text fight with him, and they were accusing each other of having lovers. Barry was asked if he was sending the request to see if she had boyfriends. He said, absolutely 100% no, no, I absolutely did not. I never went into her phone, into her Facebook ever. The only time I touched her phone was in Mexico when I thought she was secretly doing something. I think I told you that story and she said here and gave me and can look. And she gave it to me and let me look cause there's no way I could find out what you guys found. Barry continued, and I went to Snapchat and I looked through all of her Snapchat people and I looked through all her text people and I didn't see anything and I gave it back to her. Grusing asked Barry about Suzanne's list, chased me around resort and threatened and took phone if those occurred at the same time. Barry replied, yeah, that's the, that's, I don't remember chasing her, but I maybe walked behind her unintelligible stuff being said right now wouldn't chase through a resort but i was wanting her phone that's when i got it grusing returned to the bobby huff 
and Facebook requests confirming it was not Barry and he said, no, absolutely not. Barry continued, if you look at my Facebook account, you'll see that I've never communicated with anybody, maybe a high school friend here and there, but never any of these women, I don't know. Never had communication and you know, she was bothered by that and I said, you know, if you want me to cancel it, I'll just cancel it. And I ended up just canceling it and wasn't worth me having to fight my wife about it. And we've talked about Facebook before because we had a friend's marriage blow apart because of a Facebook contact with an old boyfriend. And I said, I just don't think it's good for us to even have it. So obviously, look what happened. Barry continued, she had it contacted somebody and here it is special agent harris asked barry if he had any thoughts now of why she did those friend requests barry said i just because she would probably know that that i would get upset if she would friend men and she's probably from what everything from what everything we've talked about in a state of mind where she just don't care anymore about what i think Grusing asked if Suzanne would know Barry would see it, and he said, probably not. Special Agent Grusing questioned why she would do it to upset Barry if she did not think he would see it. Barry said, I don't. I think she knew I just didn't touch her phone. I mean, maybe she thought I did, but Grusing said it seemed like she set a trap for Barry, and he said, I mean, it sounds like that to me. I don't think she did it for, I don't know why she did it, but I don't think that she would think that I am gonna look at her Facebook account because I just don't do it. Grusing said Barry told agents prior that their phones were tied together through Apple and he had the main. Barry interjects, yeah, but she changed hers. She got her own private and and obviously now I see why she did it for this boy. Barry added, but yeah, she had her own Apple ID and password and stuff I knew nothing about. Grusing asked Barry if he knew by now who Suzanne's lover was and he said, no, I'm still in the dark about that. Grusing asked if he cared at this point and he said, well, I want to know. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of doing something I'd regret not not, but I would not kill the guy. But if I would see him, I would probably hit him pretty hard in the nose. Now his daughter came home and Barry asked to continue the interview at the fire station. So at 11.41 a.m., agents followed Barry inside the station while he spoke on the phone. While being seated, Barry said he was working on a project at the river property. Grusing said investigators were trying to determine if anyone independent of Barry could provide a last proof of life of Suzanne. He asked, what about the two people that saw her Sunday? I just heard there were two people. Grusing interrupted saying these two leads had been covered. Grusing told Barry that after 2.44 p.m. on Saturday, no other person besides Barry could say Suzanne was alive. Barry was asked if he could try working backwards through the events from Sunday morning 
to Saturday afternoon to see if more leads could be developed. Grusing asked if the last thing Barry remembered about Suzanne was hearing her breathing. Barry said, no, last thing I heard her do was snoring. He added, lightly snoring. And Grusing asked if she was in bed. Barry said, yes. Grusing asked where Barry was when he heard her. He said, I was going from the bathroom to the kitchen just because I get ready in the bathroom. Barry was asked the last time he saw or heard Suzanne prior to that, and he said, just probably before we went to sleep, after we had sex. Grusing asked what happened before that, and Barry said, before that we had dinner. When asked where he sat, Barry said, at the bar. Barry was asked what he ate and what she ate. He, he said, uh, we split a steak because she never eats a full meal. Grusing asked what else he or she ate. Barry said, I don't recall. Grusing asked before that. Barry said, before that, I think um, it had to be when I got home from doing my bobcat with crib. And she was outside laying out in the sun. He added, I think I sat out there with her. I don't know if that's when I did the chipmunks or when the did the chipmunks before I went to crib. I don't recall this account in reference to that statement there about sitting out there, maybe sitting out there with her. This account of Suzanne laying out is consistent with her photo to Libler at 2.03 p.m. But counter to Barry's previous assertions, that she was laying out when he got home at 11.30 a.m. Grusing said because of Barry's phone activities, the chipmunks would have occurred after the crib trip. Barry stated, okay, then the chipmunks, she was laying out, I was looking, I probably went to sit with her while she was laying out, seen a chipmunk and got my gun and shot the chipmunk. Grusing asked Barry to work forward from the chipmunk and Barry said, I truly don't recall that. Special Agent Grusing told Barry that on that Saturday at 11 a.m., he told Morgan Gentile he was planning to take a hike or bike ride with Suzanne, but now he was unsure if his Fuse's hike was that day. Barry stated, I've not recalled what day that was. It could have been Saturday, but I just don't recall it, he added. But I know it was in that probably three-day period. I do remember that much, but it could have been Saturday. It could have been Friday. I just don't, unintelligible stuff right there, recall. Now, we're going to stop there. We're going to continue with the rest of the exhibits in the next video so make sure you smash that subscribe button so that you don't miss when we upload and continue the case against barry morphew i'm trying to make this into little bite sizes so that you can easily follow i'm manny rodriguez this has been another episode of deep true crime thank you for joining us today have an amazing day peace